What is happening, everybody? Welcome to the show, Harmonic Whiskey Tales, um, part of our Formula One special weekend from the Austrian Grand Prix. What a race. Pretty good uh, result all round. Pretty good race all round. Some exciting passes and moves and grooves all the way around um, the 71 laps, I think it was. Um, let me just bring up the <coughs> excuse me, the results. I'm drinking tea. I ain't got any whiskey left. It's a problem that I hope to solve uh, in the next few days. We've got our social podcast on Wednesday, so tune in for that, um, where we'll be talking about some Adelaide shenanigans, I think, or a little bit of that. Um, and then what else is, wherever else is going on in Sydney, because I don't know, because I never do any of it, but there will, I'm sure, be some exciting stuff going on. So, Formula One... <laughs> Grand Prix, obviously, Austria. Good race, pretty good. I'll, I'll summarise it um, all properly in a minute. We'll just go through the results and let you know what happened. So, number one, Max Verstappen, P1, winner. After a little uh, visit to the stewards office after the race, but we'll get to that. Uh, Charles Leclerc yeah, for Ferrari, now P2. Bottas for Mercedes, P3. Pretty good result for him considering the car I was having problems. Uh, Vettel P4, uh, Hamilton P5, uh, Norris P6, great drive from him. Pierre Gasly P7, good drive from him, but uh, we'll get to that. Um, Carlos Sainz P8, really good drive from him considering he was right at the back of the fucking grid. So very good from him. Then you've got Raikkonen, Giovinazzi, 9 and 10. I think that's Giovinazzi's first points of the season, so good job from him. Uh, Sergio Perez P11, uh, Daniel Ricciardo P12, Hulkenberg P13, so no points for Renault this race, which is a bit of a shocker considering they probably should have had the car under them to get them further up, so not great from them. Bit of an off weekend, I think they were struggling with the car and a few issues going on, so yeah, a bit of a shame for them. And then you've got Lance Stroll P14. Uh, for Racing Point, Alexander Albon for Toro Rosso Honda, P15, P16, Roman Grosjean, the Haas, um, which, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Daniel Kvyat, P17, Toro Rosso, P18, George Russell, really good job from him. Kevin Magnussen, P19, like, God, <laughs> he started in fifth and he finished 19th. We'll get, we'll see if he's commented on that. I mean, I don't know what happened. I think uh, Robert Kubik could be 20. Three laps down. Fucking three laps down. Jesus. I mean, it's a short lap, but fucking hell. Um, and then Russell beat Magnussen. I mean, that's great. That's that's the best result for the team this year. So I guess that shows progress. George Russell definitely getting more out of that car than it's due. So, yeah, the race. I mean, at the start, you had um, uh, Verstappen. Hang on, my levels are high, I think. Uh, you had Verstappen um, was... Uh, he hit the uh, anti-stall, so he um, he went to, I guess he dropped the clutch and blah, 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 and throttle, got it completely wrong. The end, the car wanted to stall, so it kind of saved him from doing that. So he had about half a second where nothing happened and everyone just whizzed past him. So he went down to P7 or 8 for after the first two corners, pretty much, or the first corner, really. So not a great start from him. So he was straight away down, basically behind Pierre Gasly. Um, and... 
so it was like, fuck, holy shit. So then Leclerc kind of took off and got away. Wasn't really under pressure from Batas at all. Um, Hamilton and Norris had a bit of a ding-dong in the first few corners. Really good wheel-to-wheel racing, so that was quite exciting. Hamilton just came off the better there, but Norris held his own. So he was a young rookie. He did really well, so a really good job from him in that sort of instance. And then you had like Vettel made up a few places, and um, it was settling down to being like quite a cool race. And, and it kind of just went on from there, really. Um, obviously, the Ferraris had their... Um, soft tyres on as opposed to everyone else around them on the medium tyres but they pretty much went I don't know I mean the tyres were looking good and Leclerc's tyres were doing fine Ferrari probably pitted him a little bit too early but um, it, it wasn't too bad but he, he, he was suffering a bit towards the end of the race because they, they all kind of mostly pitted and went onto the hard tyre to, to, to go to the end of the race um, Veto actually took an extra pit stop and was a lot quicker towards the end and actually managed to pass quite a lot of people, uh, including Hamilton. So that was quite good. So maybe that was the strategy. I think maybe they should have taken the chance with Hamilton and put him on a, a two-stop and tried to do the same thing. Because I don't think he'd have... He'd have still finished fifth at worst, so I, I guess they could have given it a go. But, you know, never mind. Um, the The... I'm jumping all around all over the place, I do apologise. The Mercedes were struggling with overheating in the engine, so they had to lift and coast for like a good half half kilometre of the lap. They were lifting and coasting, basically. So that means they're coming off the throttle earlier than they would normally and allowing the car to kind of slow down without exerting energy into the engine to try and help reduce the amount of heat going into it because they were having major issues so him and Bottas were both struggling so they couldn't really do a lot with their pace they just had to just back right off and just yeah I mean and try and get a bit racy towards the end but it was such a hot day I mean it doesn't bode well for them for the um uh (coughs) excuse me for the rest of the season with hot races so there could be some yeah they could lose out a bit there Silverstone maybe next week if the summer continues in England as it's going so um, so yeah that was a bit of a struggle for them Vettel drove a really good race considering he started 10th to finish 4th um, a good little haul of points got a couple of points back off Hamilton same with Bottas he did well so he sort of gained 5 points on Hamilton so I guess that's going in the right direction if you want to challenge him for the title so I guess that's good news for that from that front um, but yeah the standout drivers I mean Norris like I said he drove a great race um, to finish P6 um, he was lapped no one above him was lapped but everyone else was and actually what makes it even crazier is that Verstappen was behind Gasly in the first corner and after I think after his pit stop was also behind him and then he managed to lap him he lapped him and then won the race it's unbelievable so Gasly can't be feeling good about things so not the greatest race for him and in front of all the Honda people and all the bloody because it's like it's Red Bull's home race so yeah not great for him so it's a bit of a shame um, and Leclerc let's get back to him he just drove a solid race just out front led the whole thing from the from the start up until three laps to go he was leading and comfortable and then Verstappen after his pit stop and he just started going for it and he just went past everyone just past everyone um, he had so much more pace than everyone else. No issues with cooling, fresh tyres because he he stopped the latest out of everyone. Hamilton stopped quite late as well, and he was showing some really good pace in P one once everyone else had pitted. And um, 
he then came into pit and uh, picked up an issue with his um, front wing. So they had to change his front wing. So he had a long pit stop and that put him behind Vettel and a few issues there. And so he can, and he never really got the pace back after that. So I don't know what happened there. I, I guess just the problem with overheating. So, um, but yeah, Verstappen just carving his way through everyone. So I mean, if you can watch the race, definitely give it a go because it's it's a really it was a really entertaining race. And and we get to like the main part of the race with like five or six laps to go. Verstappen he passed um he managed to get past Vettel and then got past Bottas and then um just had Leclerc to go and then he was you know six seconds away and then he was gaining like half a second a lap and he got closer and closer and then he was up to within DRS range and there was about three laps I'd say it was of just wheel to wheel racing of Verstappen trying to get the pass done and then one part where they went into the corner almost neck and neck um Verstappen up the inside of turn two and Leclerc gave him too much room I don't know what he was thinking but I mean he gave, he was quite generous giving him that amount of room because you just don't want to do that to Verstappen especially at the inside of that corner you kind of need to defend on the inside rather because the outside you're always going to be pushing the guy on the outside to the outside of the exit of turn two so you want to stay on the inside but he kept yeah Leclerc kept leaving that inside line open and then one lap they were neck and neck and Verstappen gave him enough room on the exit and they both you know uh, Leclerc right on the outside of turn two but they both made it through all right and then Verstappen had the power to get past him into turn three and was was ahead then and then the next lap exactly the same thing happened Leclerc left the door open Verstappen up the inside if anything Verstappen got just ahead I'm talking like two inches ahead turned into the corner but turned in deep uh, so he braked a bit deeper and took the corner a bit deeper to kind of close off the angle for Leclerc and Leclerc kind of went round and Verstappen kind of didn't turn out of the corner at all but didn't leave Leclerc any room this time and basically ran him off the track <laughs> pretty much so but I guess the corner was his so it was really Leclerc should have either conceded or made Verstappen crash into him Um there was a bit of uproar about it thinking that Verstappen had maybe pushed him off deliberately or it was you know a bit off what happened but um it's uh yeah I don't know I mean it, it it's it was a tricky one it was like you want to let them race and it was a bit it was on the line I'd say in terms of what's legal and what isn't in terms of what Verstappen did but it's Verstappen and everyone knows that's the way he drives and this is the first time Leclerc and him had really had a proper ding-dong battle in Formula 1. So it was a bit... Um, Leclerc was just too nice about it. And he, like I said, he left too much room on the inside line for Verstappen to go up into. So I don't know what he was expecting was going to happen because Verstappen was not going to yield. Really what he should have done was... Leclerc should have stuck his line and then taken the exit of turn two where he wanted to and they would have crashed... And they did actually touch wheels, so they did sort of crash, but um and should should have shown Verstappen that he wasn't gonna take any shit, basically. That's what he should have done. But he didn't, so it's like a little emotional, psychological one up for Verstappen there, knowing that he's he's got that little psychological edge on Leclerc now in terms of um in that situation again, he knows Leclerc's probably gonna um not be that aggressive about it. So I think the next time they get into that situation, Leclerc's got to come back at him and be equally equally as aggressive um, or else Verstappen's going to just have it over him. Um, 
So, I mean, and in terms of, um, it went to the stewards after the race. It was weird. They didn't want to investigate it during the race. So they said it would be investigated after the race. And then both the drivers went to see them, which that's a bit out of the rules, actually. I'm not quite sure why that happened. But I guess they wanted to get all the information. And it took like three hours. And then they were like, no, nah, Verstappen wins. It was fine. So um, it was right on the cusp of what was allowed. So it's kind of like a 50-50 split about, and everyone's going to be talking about this, about what was, was it, legal what he did was it a bit dodgy was it okay was it just racing i mean i think it was just racing really and a lot of the people the racers are like no leclerc left the door open he shouldn't have done he was kind of at fault for even letting verstappen get in that position if he just closed off and defended that inside line repeatedly verstappen would have had to have gone to the outside and would have been in Leclerc's position. So Leclerc could have probably defended that a bit better. Um, but in the end, he didn't, and he, he let Verstappen go up the inside, which you just don't do. It'd be the same with Ricardo. You just do not let him go up the inside because he will take you on. Um, so, yeah, it was an interesting one. I think I think it was, personally, I think it was fine. A bit risky, but you just got to know the driver. And, you know, it's it's... I don't know. I think him and Hamilton in that position, I don't think Hamilton would have, well, he would have defended better maybe, but that's experience, I guess. So, and he knows, I think he understands the psychological side of the racing as well. So he wouldn't have given Max that opportunity to bully him out of the corner, which is what happened really. I mean, it was high risk from Verstappen, but it's that will to win that Verstappen's got, which not many other drivers have. So, and that's what's going to make him world champion one day. So, and the fact that he had a race like that where he was just on rails the whole weekend. Well, not the whole weekend, but on rails in that race and just dominated everyone. And he got the fastest lap as well, which gave him the extra points. So he got 26 points. Um, Leclerc was upset and angry about it, but he wasn't too hissy-fitty, you know, having a tiz like um, Vettel the other weekend. I think with the Vettel-Hamilton thing, that was a bit more clear-cut as a, it should have been penalised the way it was. I think that was fair. But with the Leclerc Verstappen, it's a very shady area what happened. So you just don't really know. You know, it could have gone either way. So, But it was really exciting when it was all going on. It was awesome. So, um, But once that happened, there was like two laps to go. And Leclerc couldn't actually get... He didn't have the speed to get past all the tyres and Verstappen was on fresher tyres because they probably pitted Leclerc a bit too soon. Uh, but that was a risk they were playing by doing the soft and then hard tyre strategy. So, um, and, and why Vettel actually managed to gain a few places because they pitted him for a second time and he went onto a fresh set of tyres and could actually get that pass on Hamilton. So, um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, good race, exciting racing all throughout. There was some good stuff going on, some good passing um, some really good drives all round, really good for Giovinazzi to get his first points for Racing Point, uh, not Racing Point, for Alfa Romeo Racing, um, so great from him, Raikkonen's solid race, Carlos Sainz again, really good race coming from the back of the grid to eighth, amazing race from him, um, so that's really four, four important points for Renault, um, McLaren, McLaren Renault, sorry, um, Norris as well getting a P6, really good for Renault, so that's like 12 points for 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 McLaren Renault that they've got so that's great um, and yeah really good race from him as well Gasly probably in the top 10 is the guy that's going to be most disappointed because he got lapped by his teammate who was behind him at the start of the race so I mean that's 
you got the same fucking car, you're on the same strategy, like everything, like, oh, I don't know what's going on, mad. Because, I mean, that car looked amazing around that track, so I don't get it. I mean, he's he's really got, I don't want to be critical of him and say, oh, he should do better and you kick him out and all this shit. I don't think that should happen, but they need to work with him to get his confidence up to figure out why he's not performing as, as well as he could do. And they need to um, figure it out and, and help him out and get him up there because it's going to be better for their team if they do because he's obviously got the skill and the talent. He just needs to get past whatever it is that's holding him back, I think. So um, I'm hoping Red Bull will support him. It sounds like they are. It sounds like they are. maybe they realise they've made some mistakes in the past, especially with like um, how they treated Kvyat because he's fast but they just didn't support him, I don't think. So I think maybe they're learning from that and they're going to support Pierre Gasly and help him out. So hopefully um, he'll sort his head out and get into a good spot and be able to push that car and get start getting the results that Verstappen's getting. Um, so yeah, uh, everyone else in the top five, Leclerc disappointed, but he, he I don't know, he wanted the win, but he yeah, made a few mistakes in that last sort of five laps. So he needed to... He, maybe he needs to look at that and see what he did wrong and I mean, next time he will he won't make that mistake. So, um, yeah, real shame for him because it would have been great to see him get his first win. Um, but then just the drama and the story of it all, the Verstappen wins for Red Bull, first win for Honda in like 10 years. Um, and they've had such a hard fight, four years in Formula 1 or whatever it's been. So great for them. And they had uh, one of their engine guys was up on the podium with Max Verstappen. So that was really nice. Um, and then obviously all the Dutch fans that were there, there was fucking hundreds of thousands of them, like one hundreds of thousands, probably a hundred thousand Dutch fans, like it's fucking mad. And so for him to win and the way he did and coming from eighth to first and that pass on Leclerc in the last few laps and oh, it was just drama, really, really exciting stuff. Um, so that was great. Yeah. So Leclerc will probably be the most disappointed and Gasly will probably be the most upset about it, about his finishing position, but everyone else in the top 10 is super happy. Bottas got the best result he could for Mercedes, I think, with their issues. He was like, yeah, you know, not ideal, but he did the best he could. So that was a strong result from him. Good to see him have a strong weekend. And Hamilton was just like, I think he was just like, yeah, you know, these things happen. Sometimes you can have a bad race. And with the car and what they did, I think getting a P5 was was actually about as good as he could get. So um, especially considering the issue you had with the front wing. So, God, I've been waffling a lot. So... I might just go to the blah de blah and read you some of their comments. Hang on a sec. It's so cold in my house, my cup of tea is already almost going cold, so I've got to keep drinking it, so I do apologise. Um, controversy. Everyone's getting all controversial, like, oh, and it's like, oh, well, you gave Vettel a penalty for that thing that he did, so you got to give Verstappen a penalty. It's like, well, no... <clears throat> each case has to be determined on its merits and all that kind of shit. So just because you gave someone, it was a different set of circumstances. Someone left the track and came on and blocked someone off. It's quite different from wheel to wheel racing and shutting the corner off from someone who pretty who was ahead and had the right to the corner. So it's a different set of situations that people would. Yes, yeah, so I don't get why people are complaining about it saying, you know, it's not cut and dry like that. It's not like just because you give one guy a penalty over a controversial thing, you've got to give the next guy. It has to be determined case by case. 
And then there were like people saying, oh, the rules say this. So you've got to leave space in the corner and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, there are a set of rules. And they were like, oh, should you change the rules? And but then they're like, no, if you change the rules, everyone's just going to ram each other all the time and all this shit. But the whole point of having stewards is like racing stewards, like three of them in the race, each race. And it's normally a different three that rotate. There's probably like 10 in the year and they rotate through all the races sort of thing. So there's a mixture of opinions. The reason for having stewards is, yes, there's a set of rules which determine what you should and shouldn't do and that you, you shouldn't just ram someone off the road. But the stewards are there to interpret what happened in the race based on their experience. And most of them are all racing drivers, so they, they are experienced in that and understand what's going on. And they can interpret what happened in the race to what the rules say and then come up with hopefully the right decision. So that's why you have these stewards and that's why the rules need to kind of be the way they are because they're all well thought out and, you know, coming onto the track safely and blah, blah, blah and not ramming someone off the road and all this. There's all these other rules. Whatever, but um, So I think I think it, it was the right result. It was, you know, it was strong racing, but it was probably the right thing to do. And people had said, oh, you can't you investigate off the race and we didn't know for three hours it was going to win. It was like, well, yeah, but it was a bit of a tricky situation and it needed to be investigated, I think, because it, you know, that everyone had a different opinion about was it a penalty, was it not, should he have done it, shouldn't he have done it, blah, blah, blah. So I think what you need to say is let the result be whatever the result is in the race and then investigate afterwards, talk to the drivers, relook at the footage and then make a decision. And so... You know, maybe that's what they should have done in Canada is say, we'll investigate after the race. Let's let the race play out. Let's see if Hamilton can get past. And then we'll investigate after the race, have a chat to him and then decide. Because then the person that actually wins the race can celebrate winning the race. And then if it gets changed around afterwards, then, you know, okay, fair enough. But then I suppose the person who then was second who then gets promoted to first loses that celebration thing which is also you know quite a lot of fun so i don't know it's tricky it's tricky but i think we got to the right result and i think the way they did it was good and it should have been investigated and i think they came to the right decision so yeah that's all i can say on that so i'm waffling god um let us see uh where the fuck are the quotes quotes there's no quotes oh motherfucker um it's very hard sometimes when you're reading the bbc um, thingy uh, <coughs> to find the quotes by people they just um, it's very hard to find blah 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 hang on a minute this is not um, particularly interesting um, for everyone to listen to for me doing this why don't they just like put it in a decent spot it's just like they <sighs> It's so hard to find the right fucking article. There's all these stupid articles about people bloody blaring. Well, I can't fucking find it. Oh, Hamilton did talk a little bit. Um, I know that was the um, that was the poll one. Anyway, fuck it. I can't find it. Stupid BBC. What is going on with the BBC? Honestly, they're fucking like so confusing. Like, just give me an article which summarizes the race nicely, and then have we your other articles. That talking about, I mean, what have they got? They've got hard racing or unfair. Verstappen highlights F1 dilemma. It's not a fucking dilemma, really. It's just the rules are there. You try and follow them. 
when you start to leave the shady areas, the grey areas of the rules, that's what the stewards are for. So, um, you know, he's a hard racer and he always has been. So that's how he races and he hasn't been penalised so far. So he'll keep doing it until he is. And if you want to go wheel to wheel with him, you've got to get your elbows out as well, basically, and risk crashing, which is, I think, what um, Leclerc should have done, basically. Just fucking crashed into him and gone, ah, well, you, you drove into me, mate. Just to show that he was never going to yield. So, um, but anyway, what are you going to do? Sorry, tea break. It's getting lukewarm now. That's disgusting. Um, so yeah, anyway, good race. I enjoyed it. Watch it if you can watch the highlights. Then awesome. That'd be great. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Um, I actually stayed, did stay up last night and watch it. I had the cricket going for England and India, which was a great win for England. Uh, really good to watch, even though it was massively nerve wracking and I had loads of anxiety watching it. It's fucking terrible. The, the perils of being an England cricket fan is just it's too, so stressful. I just can't wait for the ashes just because it's a little bit less stress. Well, it is a lot of stress, but it's a bit more spread out. So I can kind of process it better. Whereas the World Cup is just too intense. So it was very stressful. So I was flicking between watching the cricket and then Formula One build up and then flick, flick, flick. And then the race was going on. So I was watching that and then flicking through the cricket. And and then it ended up, it was fucking one in the morning. And I was like, oh, bloody hell. And then I just finished the race. It was like 10 laps to go. I was like, well, I may as well fucking finish the race. And I'm glad I did because it was really exciting. So... Um, went into working a little bit late this morning, but it was all right. Uh, so generally a good day for sport. The cricket was entertaining. Um, a good result for England. They're still in with a chance of qualifying for the World Cup semi-final. And a good race all round, really. A bit of controversy, which is always nice. Gets people talking. Exciting racing. Leclerc's fuming, so he's going to come back strong. And uh, it just bodes well for a nice ding-dong battle between Leclerc and Verstappen over the next... 10 years basically so it's going to be really exciting to watch that unfold because they're both really young and they're both going to be in top teams so it's going to be like this for a long time so with the elder statesman just there kind of in Vettel and Hamilton I say elder but Vettel's only 32 fuck I'm so old um so anyway um yeah there we go pretty exciting stuff um I'm going to stop rambling there um I think I talked about everything that went on I mean uh, I mean, you can read articles and if you want to see a bit more or just watch the race. It's well worth watching. So if you can see like an extended highlights or something, then that would be uh, worth checking out. So, yes, there we go. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll be back Wednesday, hopefully, for our little social podcast. Um, so that's, yeah, should be up Wednesday, might be up Thursday. We'll see how it goes. Depends if I drink or not, if I get any whiskey, but I might not. So we'll see how it goes. Um and then this weekend, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. I really should get back and do a little bit of my um, social chat. Although maybe we could have a little uh, 10 things. I haven't done this. <laughs> 10 things in tech you absolutely have to know today. Um, let's have a look at this because I've been do I do. I quite enjoy doing these just to have a rant. Um, so we'll just finish off with that and then we'll, we'll uh, maybe do another, another one of these in the week. So here we go. I'm going to have a bit more tea. Hang on a sec. Oh, it's getting really cold. Okay, so number one. So this is 10 things in tech you absolutely have to know today. So we'll see if that is in fact the case. US President Donald Trump said <coughs> US firms could sell Huawei. I hate to say Huawei. Hawaii. Hawaii. 
Hunwei, the uh, the Chinese telecom company, I can't say the name, contradicting a commerce department ban on the Chinese firm in June. Confusingly, Trump wouldn't confirm that Huawei was formally off the trade blacklist, but said repeatedly the firm could buy from US companies. That's a weird one. I reckon they've already paid him some money or something. Uh, pff, uh, I ain't really interested in that. Uh, number two, Apple is reportedly moving Mac Pro manufacturing to China despite the, lo- the looming issue of tariffs. The move comes at a time when Trump administration has boosted tariffs on 200 billion of Chinese imports to 25% and has threatened to impose new levies on an additional 300 billion in Chinese imports. Well, it's going to make them a lot of money. So, yeah, moving manufacturing to China, I mean, if that's what they want to do, I mean, fair enough. But, I mean, there's rumors of like dodgy work conditions over there for the Chinese people who are working for Apple. So, whether that's true or not, I've no idea. But, I mean, Apple trying to save money, I guess. But they've had so many issues with the actual current Mac Pro, which is built in America. They just break all the time. So I I, I don't know if that's due to the components or what, or if it's the design flaw of that particular computer. But anyway, we'll see. So that's uh, interesting. So number three, Instagram is recommending new users in the US follow an account linked to a healer who claimed he could use herbs to cure AIDS, cancer, and other diseases. Dr. Sebi, whose clients reportedly included Michael Jackson and John Travolta, oh God, said that modern medicine was wrong and that all illnesses, all illnesses were ultimately caused by excess mucus. I've heard of that guy. So if you, if you join Instagram now, Instagram will recommend you follow this guy. That's a bit odd. Hmm. Just take CBD, everybody. It'll just solve everything. Um, that's my medical input there. Uh, number four Intel was putting about 8,500 of its 90,000 patients patents not patients uh, on the auction block as it exits the 5G smartphone modem market is that all 90,000 patents just for 5G fucking hell the Santa Clara California based company told Business Insider it's looking to sell intellectual property assets related to 3G, 4G and 5G cellular and wireless technologies why do you want 3G and 4G for? That's when out of date. Or 6G if you're Trump. <laughs> you historically said that a few months back and said he wants 6G even though it doesn't fucking exist. Uh, analysts think that Johnny Ives' departure is a sign that COO Jeff Williams is becoming even more powerful. Williams is now overseeing designer Apple, making him a convincing successor to CEO Tim Cook. I don't even know who that is. Um, kind of worrying times for Apple if... Johnny Ive is leaving because he's kind of been the spearhead who worked on all the designs basically kind of um, it's uh, yeah I don't know I mean Tim Cook it's a difficult one I mean Apple seemed to be listening to people by you know announcing this Mac Pro which seems to be working well seems to be a good step in the right direction so I guess uh, maybe it's a good thing I don't know uh, okay, number six. YouTube deleted 130 rap videos to help police fight street gangs responsible for thousands of stabbings. I think this is to do in England. The gangs use YouTube to threaten rivals and boast about their attacks, and the police have used YouTube videos as evidence against gangs in court. Yeah, there's all this stuff with that kind of stuff going on, especially in the in London in that area. Uh, people making kind of rap videos and talking about people they've killed and stabbed and attacked and it's not good it's not what hip-hop's about but um, that isn't hip-hop for me i mean that's i don't know what that is anyway uh a republican okay number seven a republican consultant working on trump this is very tech related is i mean it kind of is but fucking hell 
A Republican consultant working on Trump's 2020 election campaign has been running a fake but convincing Joe Biden site that features gifts of the Democratic candidate touching women inappropriate and out of context quotes. Yeah, this is this like fake, deep fake shit going on and like Russian troll disinformation stuff and it's just going to make politics so fucking interesting. Anyway, well, I don't fucking fuck politics. Uh, advanced, the number eight, advanced micro devices on Friday denied that the chip giant broke U.S. laws after news report said an AMD joint venture gave China access to state-of-the-art processors. The AMD partnership with a military contractor is helping China compete with the U.S. in building the next-generation supercomputer with AMD's chip technology, according to a Thursday report in the Wall Street Journal. Um, eh, so what? We're all fucked if that all happens anyway. Everyone's just going to try and outdo each other with all that shit and... Oh, I don't know what's going on. Fucking Skynet. Uh, number nine. It's all, it's all fucking politics. Fuck all this shit. Australia's Prime Minister Scott Morrison secured a deal with the leaders of other G20 nations to take on social media firms that don't tackle terrorist content. Social media platforms are expected to develop technology which will allow them to quickly identify extreme content, prevent its proliferation, and record who uploaded it so as to persecute offenders. Prosecute. Persecute. Wouldn't that mean... Shouldn't you say prosecute offenders rather than persecute offenders? I'm not sure that's the right word. Um, anyway. Uh, well, I guess that's good. I suppose. Yeah. Number 10. Investors are pouring millions of dollars into virtual restaurant startups such as Taster, which create takeaway-only food brands for platforms like Uber Eats and Deliveroo. Backers are betting on the idea that people will cook at home less and rely more on ordering through food delivery service. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's good. But it just means more morons on bikes with no lights at night, which is a massive problem in Sydney. The amount of cyclists I've almost hit because they're like cycling with their little Uber things to deliver to lazy people and they haven't got any lights on their bikes. So you can't fucking see them. And they don't know how to ride a bike properly. It's just fucking chaos. They're everywhere. Fucking madness. I just, I don't like it. Anyway. What are you going to do? Um, maybe that'll do. I've ranted. This is really about Formula One. I just thought I'd do that again to have a look. I quite, I quite enjoy doing them sometimes. Some, some of them are kind of, I can be a bit funny with it, but these are all just sort of serious and political and fucking, uh, anyway, never mind. Uh, so yeah, cheers for tuning in, guys. That was our Formula One special and a bit of a technology rant there, but never mind. Um, we'll be back in a few days with our social podcast and back again soon with some... I don't know, gadget chat or whatever. We'll see what's going on. I might do just a general current events day and let you know what's going on in the world. Um, I think it's I just, yeah, trying to get back into the habit of doing these a bit more regularly, so three or four times a week if I can. So, um, so yeah, we'll try and do that and get a few more guests on. It's hard to get people on, really. You say, oh, do you want to come and do a podcast? And like, oh, yeah, yeah, no one ever fucking does. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, oh, UFC stuff. That was exciting the weekend. Francis Ngannou just destroying um, Dos Santos. Um, Folu is a dickhead. Homophobic fuck. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm just going to ramble on. We better, I better stop. So, yeah, cheers for tuning everybody, and we'll be back very soon. That was Harmonic Whiskey Tales. And email me at podcast at Harmonic Whiskey Tales if you want to get in touch. Uh, or come on the show or have a chat or do whatever you want to do so yeah awesome cheers everybody we'll chat you all soon bye